0: Hi, and welcome back to Real Estate Keeping It Simple. I'm your host, Ray Dove with RE-MAX Eastside Brokers Inc. here in the Bellevue, Seattle, Washington area. Hey, so I thought on today's podcast I'd talk a little bit about some reports that I'm seeing about predictions for our real estate market here in 2023. Some of these uh, comments, suggestions, or statistics come from some uh, sites I went to online. Uh, from Yahoo Finance, things like that. I'm going to read you a little bit about what they state. And maybe you too have seen the information, maybe not, but I would certainly encourage you to look a little bit more into it. And of course, you know, we have to take the information as as people writing their opinions of what they think might take place. We really don't know for sure. but. They're working off an educated guess based upon what's happened in the past and what possibly could happen in the future. So with that said, I get a chuckle out of the headline on this one. It says U.S. homeowners have lost $2.3 trillion since June, according to a new report. It says the total value of U.S. homes was $45.3 trillion at the end of 2022. It's down 4.9%, from a record high of $47.7 trillion now 2.3 trudge a lot of money, but in the scheme of things, it's down almost 5%. Really? I just, I I don't like to see headlines like that, but it is what it is. Says the report comes amid increased mortgage rates as the Fed tries to curb inflation, as we all hear about, read about. 30-year fixed rate mortgage rate. Sits at about 6.36, although it's been bumped up to higher than that now, but this was in December. Uh, it says here that Americans find themselves more reluctant to buy homes if prices have dropped. The median U.S. home sale price was $383,249 in January, which is actually up 1.5% from the previous year. So, certain areas have certainly taken a hit over inflated areas, but overall because of the midwest and things like that and strong markets in other areas like florida home prices have actually gone up so it says you're like in the bay area noting that the region had seen the biggest drop in real estate value compared to other parts of the country for instance the total value of san francisco homes fell 6.7 percent in december so it's down year over year an agent goes on to say, three of my listings recently went under contract after sitting on the market for more than a month. Woo, imagine that, over a month. They all had a few showings here and there in the fall, which was consistent to what was going on here in the Bellevue, Seattle area. The, the market had gone flat over the fall, and no buyers wanted to pull the trigger, generally speaking, to buy a home. And then suddenly in the new year, we had 10, 15 people touring each property. And we saw that too on open houses. I just had to sit in an open house I had 20 people at my open house. The Florida housing market has remained robust with the largest increase in real estate value compared to other parts of the country. It's actually rose 19.7% year over year as effective December 2022. Florida's housing market is being sustained by folks moving in from the north and as of recently the west coast. Florida real estate agent featured in the report people are pouring in from New Jersey and New York. Large part because Florida has relatively affordable homes and no income tax, they can get a lot more for their money here. The report noted that the U.S. cities are doing much worse than U.S. suburbs, which is interesting. While the value of urban homes, so like in my area, Redmond, Bellevue, Kirkland versus Seattle, have increased two and a half percent over a year ago. Now, while some experts see an Armageddon in the real estate market more broadly. Others believe the most challenging time for the market has passed, pointing to data that the market is showing signs of a recovery. For instance, confidence among single family home builders in January rose for the first time in a year, in a, over a year according to the National Association of Home Builders. Also, pending home sales increased 2.5% in December, marking the end of a 6-month decline. And we saw an increase in pending sales in January 2023, so it's two months in a row. The housing market has shed some of its value, but most homeowners will reap still reap big rewards from the pandemic housing boom. The total value of U.S. homes remains roughly, uh, it goes on to talk about of dollars just remains higher than it was in February 2020, the month before the coronavirus was declared a pandemic. Unfortunately, a lot of people were left behind. Many Americans couldn't afford to buy homes even when mortgage rates hit rock bottom in 2021. which your means that they missed out on significant wealth-building opportunity. So here's some predictions. They go on to say high homeowner equity and a resilient job market will stave off a wave of foreclosures. Mortgage rates will take center stage in 2023, with high rates likely to make it the slowest housing market since 2011. Our forecast for mortgage rates, home sales, and home sale prices account for a range of outcomes for inflation, employment, and other macroeconomic factors. As such, our predictions for those key housing metrics lead with the most likely scenario followed by other possible outcomes that could happen if, for instance, a better-than-expected inflation report results in earlier or bigger-than-expected mortgage rate drops. Prediction number one, home sales will fall to their lowest level since 2011, with a slow recovery in the second half of the year. This article is on to say that they expect 16% fewer existing home sales in 2023 than 2022. Landing at 4.3 million sales, which would be a buyer's pressing pause due mostly to affordability challenges, including high mortgage rates, still high home prices, persistent inflation, a potential recession, higher property taxes. That's fewer home sales than any year since 2011, when the U.S. was reeling from the subprime mortgage crisis and a 30% decline from 2021 during the pandemic. It would also lead to the lowest housing turnover rate since the early 1980s, with just over 32 out of every 1,000 households selling their home in 2023. Existing home sales will likely fall 31% year-over-year year in the first quarter, followed by small, smaller annual declines in the second and third quarters. By the fourth quarter, existing home sales would be flat from the year before. Sales will slowly start recovering as rates fall from their peak, but they are still post year-over-year declines most of the year. We expect about 20% fewer sales in newly-bid homes, landing at about 500000 nationwide. Buyers don't want to buy, sellers don't want to sell. Low demand, plus the lock-in effect of homeowners with ultra-low mortgage rates staying put, mean new listings will continue to decline year-over-year during the first half of 2023. Another possible existing sales scenario is that they'll decline only by about 12% in 2023 from 2022. That could happen if inflation consistently slows faster than expected, allowing the Fed to slow its pace of rate hikes and leading to quick mortgage rate drops. But if inflation persists, sales could drop up to 27% year over year. Prediction number two, mortgage rates will decline ending the year below 6%. Uh, They expect... 30-year fixed rate mortgages to gradually decline to about 5.8 percent by the end of the year with the average being about 6.1 percent. However, keep in mind mortgage rates dipping from around six and a half to 5.8 percent would save a home buyer purchasing a 400,000 home about $150 on their monthly mortgage payment to look at it another way a home buyer on a $2,500 monthly budget can afford a $383,750 home with a six and a half percent interest rate that same buyer could afford a $406,250 home with a 5.8 percent rate still that's much less affordable than a few years earlier with a three percent rate which was common in 2020 and 2021 the same buyer could afford a $517,000 home. So the Fed's series of interest rate hikes should cause inflation to continue slowing, which is likely to bring mortgage rates down. How quickly inflation and rates come down depends on a number of factors, including the resilience of the job market. Prediction number three, home prices will post their first year-over-year decline in a decade, but the U.S. will avoid a wave of foreclosures. They expect immediate the U.S. home home sale price to drop by roughly 4%, the first annual drop since 2012. That's due to elevated rates and final sales prices starting to reflect homes that went under contract in late 2022. Prices would fall more if it not for a lack of homes for sale. We expect new listings to continue declining through most of the next year, keeping total inventory near historic lows and preventing prices from plummeting, which is what we're seeing here in Seattle. They predict that prices will start to decline in the first quarter of 2023, falling by about 2% from a year earlier. Home sale prices will likely fall about 5% year over year in the second and third quarters, then ease to about a 3% drop at the end of the year. Another possible, albeit less likely, scenario is that prices will stay mostly flat on a year over year basis. That could occur if mortgage rates or new listings fall faster than expected, which would prop prices up. But if inflation remains stubborn, rates stay higher than expected, or supply increases more than expected, prices could fall by double digits. Even with prices falling 4% year-over-year, homes would be much less affordable in 2023 than they were before the pandemic. Home buying boom making it difficult for prospective first-time homebuyers to enter the market. Taking next year's predicted prices and mortgage rates in account, the typical homebuyer's monthly payment will be about 63% higher in 2023 than it was in 2019, just before the pandemic. Meanwhile, wages will have grown roughly 27% over that period. Prices remaining elevated above pre-pandemic levels also means a wave of foreclosures next year is highly unlikely says here, most importantly, the job markets remain resilient, even with the news of layoffs from high-tech companies. Even if there is a recession, economics, economists expect a mild one with a small increase in unemployment, so it's unlikely that many homeowners will fall behind in their mortgage payments. Prediction number four, Midwest, Northeast will hold up best as overall, mar- as overall market cools. Housing markets in relatively affordable Midwest and East Coast metros, especially in the Chicago area, and parts of Connecticut and upstate New York, will hold up relatively well, even as the U.S. market cools. Those trends tend to be more stable than exp- expensive coastal areas, and they didn't heat up as much during the pandemic home-buying frenzy. So it says here the U.S. housing market is likely to hold up best in 2023. Ranked number one, Lake County, Illinois. Number two, Chicago, Illinois. Number three, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Number four, Albany, New York. Number five, Baltimore, Maryland. Number six, Elgin, Illinois. Number seven, Rochester, New York. Number eight, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Number nine, New Haven, Connecticut. Number 10, Hartford, Connecticut. Prediction number five, rents will fall on many gensers and young millennials will continue renting indefinitely. We expect U.S. asking rents to post a small year-over-year decline by mid-2023, with drops coming much sooner in some metros. Some large landlords are likely to offer concessions, such as free month rent or free parking, before dropping asking rents. Multifamily construction is a 50-year high, which means hundreds of thousands of new rental units will be available next year. Another factor is reluctance to sell. Many homeowners will rent out their homes rather than sell because they don't want to lose a low interest rate. There will be an influx of single-family homes for rent. Rents have already fallen from a year ago in 11 metro areas, with the biggest drops in Milwaukee, Minneapolis, and Baltimore. We expect to see rents fall soon and places where apartment supply is growing rapidly, including Boise, Idaho, Phoenix, Arizona, Charlotte, North Carolina, and Raleigh. Although I th- say in Phoenix, rents are still pretty high. And inventory is way low still on apartments for rent, condos for rent, homes for rent, and even homes and condos for sale. Their prediction is an increasing rental supply and declining prices, along with high mortgage rates, limited inventory, and other affordability barriers mean few renters will become buyers next year. Prediction number six, builders will focus on multifamily rentals. Builders will continue to pull back on constructing new homes next year, with year-over-year declines of roughly 25% in building permits and housing starts. And that's a problem all in itself because we need more new construction to help with the housing supply. So if they're going to decline even more, so then me personally, listening to all the people talk about what does it look like for the housing market. Well, that's just going to add to continued very low inventory, and that's going to keep the prices up. Supply and demand. No supply, high demand, higher prices. In some markets, they'll pull back dramatically, like Phoenix and Dallas. That'll be interesting. I know in Phoenix, they're building like crazy, but there is a a slow market. They're not building as much, and they got all these new developments. If you've ever been to Phoenix, oh, my gosh, it's it's such a spread out town on the whole valley there. Yet, yes, there are, and there's new neighborhoods everywhere. They're not busting them out as fast as they were before, but, you know, they're committed. They got these developments. It costs money to sit on them, so they're going to try to build them out a little bit slowly for sure. They, uh, they, they're predicting that it'll be the same in Dallas, where they built too many homes in anticipation of demand that's fall, failing. To materialize. Goes on to say some construction spending will shift to remodels as many Americans who are hoping to move will instead opt to renovate in the face of high mortgage rates. Prediction number seven investor activity will bottom out in the spring, then rebound. We're seeing in our market the investors, the house flippers, have kind of are non existent at the moment. Real estate investors will purchase about 25% fewer homes than a year earlier, with purchases likely to bottom out in the spring. The investor's business model is to buy loans, sell or rent high, and then cash and then the cash they borrow to buy the homes outright is no longer cheap. Fewer iBuyers in the market. In fact, a company like Redfin recently announced plans to shutter its buying business model. It's also a factor in slowing activity. But if inflation slows and the Fed eases up on the rate hikes as expected, investors will likely start buying more homes in the second half of the year. Prediction number eight. Zers will seek jobs in apartments in relatively affordable, mid-tier cities. Zers are entering into a workforce with more remote, more remote work opportunities than ever before, which means they'll have more flexibility in where they'll choose to start their careers than older generations. They can prioritize things like affordability, lifestyle, weather, and proximity to family. Nearly one-third of adult Genders live with relatives, partly because inflation and high housing costs make it hard to afford living alone. That will allow some gingers to save money in the long run and eventually use it to move where they want to. Choose low-cost of living places or even places that have paid remote workers to move in, like Tucson, Arizona, or Savannah, Georgia. Prediction number nine. Migration from one part of the country to another will ease from the pandemic boom. We expect the share of Americans relocating from one metro area to another will slow to about 20% in 2023, down from 24% in 2022. That's still above pandemic levels, which were around 18%, so it's not slowing down that much. In 2023, slow market, there won't be a next Austin. Even Austin isn't Austin anymore. The wave of homebuyers moving to Austin has slowed to a trickle, as many people are now priced out, and many remote workers who want to relocate have already done so. Plus, some workers, especially 20-somethings, starting their careers will choose to remain near the office as some employers, as we know, are starting to expect in-person work at least part of the time, but some of the people will relocate next year. Prediction number 10. Rising disaster insurance costs will make it extremely climate-risky homes even more expensive. Disaster insurance is now a prerequisite for a mortgage in many high-risk areas. As it becomes harder to come by, those areas are likely to become more concentrated with affluent all-cash buyers. You know some of those markets: beachfront Florida, the hills of California. You know those are going to have ballooning insurance costs. You know Florida property insurance premiums increased 33 percent year over year in 2022. FEMA is going to require people to have flood insurance in Florida, Mississippi, and Texas. Prediction number 11: More cities will follow. Minneapolis's YIMBY example to curb housing expenses. More U.S. cities will look to Minneapolis, which in 2019 became the first major city to eliminate single family only zoning for inspiration keeping rental and home prices under control. Earlier this year, Minneapolis became the first metro area to see rents decline. And I don't know if they can attribute to YMBY or to crime. You know, the the crime has an effect on communities as well. People, you know, don't want to. They don't want to move into high crime areas. People are resisting that. They want a safe place to live and raise their family. Some places have already followed that city's example, Portland, Oregon, and in California, alternate rules that allow for denser housing. Other places, including Alexandria, Virginia, Cambridge, Maine, and Gainesville, Florida, are also changing policies. out more affordable housing those places are showing that the yes of my backyard movement is working so we'll see how that goes it's a good idea to a certain extent but then again you still have people that are taking risk of buying the properties and then rezoning it <laughs> placing in more density it, it still comes at a cost and a risk factor to somebody prediction number 12. Buyer's agent commissions will rise slightly as fewer agents broker fewer deals at lower prices. Next year's slow housing market is likely to reverse or at least halt the downward trend in buyer's agent commissions. The hot pandemic area housing market pushed the typical U.S. buyer's agent commission down to 2.63% of the home sales price in 2022, its lowest level since at least 2012. But declines in home prices and sales will prop up buyer's agent commissions next year. Sellers will also play a part with some offering to pay higher commissions for buyer's agents to attract bidders. The number of agents is another factor. There were more real estate agents than homes for sale in the U.S. during the pandemic boom. Of course, everybody jumps in when they think it's a great time to try to make money. But the ratio of agents to homes for sale has already begun to fall, and we expect tens of thousands of agents to leave the industry next year. I don't know if most folks know it, but 80% of all agents that get into the business leave the business after their first year. It's been that way for 20, 30 years. says that this could push commissions up because agents who remain will likely be able to charge higher percentages. The decline in agent commissions is likely to resume once the market heats up again. That's because the real estate industry is finding new ways to educate consumers how agents are paid, including a requirement that commissions are publicly displayed. Additionally, the industry is under scrutiny by the Department of Justice, looking at how agents are paid and considers where the commission structure causes limited competition. That probe could result in buyers becoming responsible for paying their own agents, which will likely lead to dropping commissions be interesting to see how that plays out over time and how that all works out i think the last thing i'm going to leave you with is the top 10 areas people are moving to food for thought the number one spot is miami florida number two sacramento california number three las vegas number four phoenix arizona number five tampa florida number six dallas texas number seven cape corral florida number eight orlando florida Number 9, Sarasota, Florida. Number 10, Houston, Texas. The top 10 areas that people are moving from. San Francisco is number 1. Los Angeles, number 2. New York, number 3. Washington, D.C., number 4. Chicago, Illinois, number 5. Number, I can't read number 6, my apologies. Number 7, Louisville, Kentucky. Number 8, Seattle. Number 9, Denver, Colorado. Number 10, Hartford, Connecticut. You know, sitting here is trying to be unbiased as can be, which is difficult sometimes. A lot of those top areas that people are moving from have got a lot of things uh, that are very similar to one another in terms of how their communities are run, the laws that affect those communities, how they're handling unemployment, how they're handling crime, and how they're handling the homeless population situation. And all those are troubling things, all the things that we need to work on as a society, but by and large, people are moving away from those inner cities and moving to the suburbs. But even with that said, I'm in a suburb, it's a nice suburb. It's not an exclusive suburb, anybody and everybody lives there. We've got all kinds of IT people that live in and around the Bellevue, Redmond, Kirkland, Issaquah area. We welcome everybody. However, as of late, the crime that's been in the inner cities is now finding its way out in the suburbs where we're actually having uh, home invasions on a regular basis with people at home at night. People getting shot at, people getting killed in their own homes or walking down the street, being attacked by big uh, and near uh, big companies and corporations. So uh, we've kind of lived in my area kind of in a... In a, in, a, in a bubble, so to speak, but we yeah yeah, there was crime and there's things that happen along the way, but it's, it's more top of mind now because it, that the same stuff we're seeing in, in Seattle, uh, particularly downtown Seattle, is kind of working its way over to the East Side communities. So we all have to deal with it in one form or another. Uh, and, and hopefully as a society we can move this around. But right now, it looks like people are saying, hey, instead of fighting it, we'll just move out of those cities and move to the suburbs and move to some of these areas. So when they talk about here and their predictions about Phoenix being overbuilt, but yet it's one of the number four cities and people are moving to. So they might have a lot of inventory sitting there, but people are moving there. People moving to Texas. Moving to Nevada, moving to certain parts of California because those areas are more attractive than the places they're leaving from. If you have any thoughts or input, like to share something, like to be a guest on this podcast, feel free to reach out to me. I mean, I've been in the business a very long time. I've seen markets come and go. Uh, You know, I, I... No one's paying me for long-term advice based on how I see monetary policies and things like that. I'm pretty much run with what the market gives us, high interest rates, low interest rates, lots of inventory, no inventory. and just try to coach my buyers and my sellers uh, what the best approach is depending on what they're trying to accomplish. That's my job. At least it has been my job for 40-plus years. Feel free to reach out to me at 425-681. 8630 you can call or text me you can also email me if you'd like at Remax. Ray Ray it's R e y d o v e r e m a x at gmail.com hope you and your family are doing well hopefully the new year is shaping up the way you'd like it to be for you and your family i really appreciate each and every one of you listening to my podcast again this is real estate keeping it simple